Thanks for tuning in to the Happiness Playbook, a podcast that supports your practice of play theory, a life strategy that helps you achieve happiness through hope, creativity, and validation of self and others. Here at the Happiness Playbook, we know that our attitude plays a huge role in how we handle the challenges that come our way. So listen up as we focus on the positive and share tips and practices to improve your happiness game. I'm Larie Florence, and I'll be your host for episode 102 of the Happiness Playbook. Today, we're talking about a power move you can make to elevate your mood, enhance relationships, and improve your overall well-being. Sound too good to be true? I'll share this simple practice that will dramatically improve your happiness game. But before we get to that, it's time for our team huddle. How did you do with last week's challenge? Were you able to notice when you're holy and wholly present? And if you think I'm repeating myself, you need to go back and listen to episode 101. Did you notice how you felt when you showed up with intention? Did you notice if you were letting any holes in your understanding stop you from moving forward towards your goals? I would love to hear from you about the experiences you're having practicing these skills. So a big shout out to Bronwyn, who commented on playtheory.org. She said, thank you so much for this podcast, Larie. Listening to the Happiness Playbook helps me practice play theory throughout the week and helps me become a better friend, improviser, actress, daughter, and sister. I love the challenges you give that help me stretch myself to find ways to involve play theory. Thank you for that shout out, Bronwyn. I really do value the feedback tremendously. It makes a big difference. So thank you for taking the time to do that. For our highlight reel, I want to invite you to go to our social media pages and to our Play Theory website where the media links are for this episode and enjoy some of the funny memes and videos that we've posted there. Now, on to our Play of the Week. If I told you there was a simple, fun, enjoyable way that you could reduce tension, boost your immunity, lower your pain, improve your connection to people, even difficult people, increase endorphins. Those are those feel-good chemicals in your body. Improve your mood and enhance sleep. Would you be interested? Of course you would be. Who wouldn't want more of these powerful attributes that contribute to our overall well-being? You've probably guessed what I'm talking about already, laughter. There's more about this in an article that I've linked on our show notes on Humana.org. So it soothes tension. I'm going to spell this out specifically by stimulating our circulation and muscle relaxation or relaxation, sorry which can help reduce some of the physical symptoms of stress. And when we feel those physical symptoms of stress, we tend to emotionally identify it as stress and we become more stressed, which is like a vicious circle. When it improves our immune immune system, it uh, creates positive thoughts, like the kind that you get while laughing. Um, These release neuropeptides that help fight stress and potentially more serious illnesses. It relieves pain. Laughter causes the body to make its own natural pain relievers. And that's amazing. It helps us connect with people and deal with difficult situations. 
You can cry or laugh. Have you ever been in a situation like that? So I invite you to choose laughter. There's nothing like sharing a good laugh to strengthen bonds with friends and family, especially if you've gone through something challenging or you can share a memory of a prior ordeal. Laughter stimulates our organs and increases our endorphins. Laughing boosts your oxygen intake and stimulates your heart and muscles. It also increases the feel-good endorphins that work in your brain to create that positive mood. And thus, it improves our mood. It can help alleviate depression and anxiety. And it actually burns calories. Not that many, but, you know, if you're into burning calories, it's, it's good for that. So, we all know how great a good laugh is. We've experienced that. But how do we know all of this other stuff, the science stuff? This type of inquiry into our health benefits from laughing started with Dr. Norman Cousin's memoir, Anatomy of an Illness. Dr. Cousin was a longtime editor of the Saturday Review, um, some type of newspaper or magazine. He was a global peacemaker, and he received hundreds of awards, including the United Nations Peace Medal and 50 honorary doctorate degrees before he was diagnosed with, I'm going to try to say this, ankylosing spondylitis. You can look it up. I'm not sure. But it's a painful degenerative spine condition that left Dr. Cousins in almost constant pain. At the time of his diagnosis, his doctors said that it was incurable and that he would die within a few months. Dr. Cousins declined their prognosis and gave himself a prescription of laughter. He maintained a steady diet of comedies, the slapstick silly kind, like the Marx Brothers films and episodes of Candid Camera. He watched these for hours from his hospital bed. He soon came to understand that 10 minutes of solid belly laughter allowed him two hours of pain-free sleep, even when heavy painkillers wouldn't work. Instead of dying at the prescribed time, Dr. Cousins slowly but steadily improved until he eventually regained the use of his limbs, and then after six months of his self-treatment plan of laughter, he was able to walk again. After two years of his positivity therapy, he was fully recovered and returned to his work at the Saturday Review. The doctors couldn't account for his complete recovery, and this inspired a number of scientific studies to investigate what the benefits of laughter are. Since this time, there have been a number of studies. But before I leave Dr. Cousins' story, here is some great advice that he gave for well-being. Quote, On the quality of life, first, Realize that each human has a built-in capacity for recuperation and repair. Second, recognize that the quality of life is all-important. Third, assume responsibility for the quality of your own life. Fourth, nurture the regenerative and restorative forces within you. Fifth, utilize laughter to create a mood in which the other positive emotions can be put to work for yourself 
and those around you. Sixth, develop confidence and ability to feel love, hope, and faith, and acquire a strong will to live, unquote. That's some great advice. And that tells me that laughter wasn't the only thing at play in Dr. Cousin's recovery. So have you experienced the power of laughter in your life? Back in the dark ages when I was in college, we didn't have TikTok or memes or funny YouTube videos. We did have the collected works of the Far Side cartoons and Calvin and Hobbes books. I remember at times coming home after a tough day on campus and instead of hitting my textbooks, curling up with one of those and laughing away the stress of a long day. Being the dark ages, we also didn't have the internet. So sometimes when I needed to pick me up between classes and I couldn't get back to my favorite cartoon book at home, I'd browse the greeting card aisle at the campus bookstore. Once I found something funny enough to laugh out loud, I could feel the stress melting off my shoulders and my heart lightening as my breathing deepened. Today, one of my favorite things is to share funny videos with my family. The great thing is we can do it from wherever we are, although it's way more fun to sit together and laugh out loud with one another. Laughter seems to compound when you're together, and when you share it with others, it always generates more laughter. What's your favorite funny video or meme? We'd love it if you shared it with us on the Happiness Playbook on social media like Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, You'll find us there as Play Theory. Or leave a link in the comments on playtheory.org. Seriously, that will make my day. And honestly, it has been one tough week and I could really use a good laugh. So do me a solid and share something funny. I'll share a couple of my favorites in the show notes. The one with the guy chugging soda always makes me laugh, even just thinking about it. Also, the guys slipping nonstop on ice are always good for a smile. No matter how many times I watch that, I end up laughing. So a big karmatic shout out to those two for bringing so much positive vibes into the universe. Now, a word of caution. Laughter is always best when we're looking outward and laughing with someone and not at them. And even though in these videos we're technically laughing at someone, they they gladly shared the videos, and I can promise you they're laughing right along with us when we're laughing. In improv, there's something called shock humor. That's when a comedian or actor gets us to laugh because we're shocked or uncomfortable. It's a cheap shot to get a reaction out of an audience by saying you're doing something shocking, like a vulgar or offensive joke at another's expense. Remember when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars? If not, what rock have you been living under? Some who were present when it happened laughed. When you first saw it, did you laugh? This type of reaction isn't done out of disrespect, but is instead a coping mechanism that we use when we're exposed to something that shocks us. It's kind of like a poke in the eye. You're going to react. Have you ever laughed when something was frightening or surprising? It's the same thing. Laughter is powerful, and our body knows that. It diffuses stress, builds friendship and connection, and can even heal our physical bodies. So why don't we laugh more? Life is stressful, and real humor takes effort. We have to be present to experience it 
and we have to let go and play to really appreciate it. There are times I've been too uptight to laugh at something my kids have shared with me. I'm in a hurry or I'm thinking it should make more sense instead of just stopping and being there and receiving the opportunity to smile with an open heart. So how do we get more of this goodness called laughter into our lives? Here's a few suggestions. Laugh in your everyday situations. It's true, life is challenging, but it's also funny. So pay attention to the funny. Look for it and you'll find it. Sometimes it's the ridiculous. Sometimes it's the surprising. It's almost always in the details. So be present and notice it. Review funny times and scenarios from your life. Be proactive and think funny thoughts. Don't just wait for funny to happen. Imagine a funny thing happening. As we experienced in episode 100, you can even practice laughing. It might feel forced and fake initially, but it can turn into the real thing and thus develop a habit of joyfulness. Now, granted, it's harder to laugh alone. In fact, you're 30 times more likely to laugh with friends and family. So no wonder we want to hang out with other people. Do you have others in your life that you laugh with? Make time to be with them and to laugh more. Laughter is contagious. I'll share a fun link on social media about a couple of laughing episodes that prove my point and may even get you laughing too. So look outward and think of laughter as a gift and get those you're with to laugh more. You can practice a joke to share or share a funny story. A little well-placed exaggeration and good timing goes a long way to turning the less than amazing tale into a belly laugh of an adventure. Also, when you're stressed or something embarrassing happens, which it will, it does, laugh about it. There's a saying that goes something like, the difference between a bad day and a great story is only a matter of time. With time, the painful can be laughed at, and the more you can laugh at it, the less painful it will become and the better you'll feel. So be proactive about seeking out laughter. Listen to good stand-up comedians. Connect with that good friend that you can always laugh with. Check out some Far Side or Calvin and Hobbes cartoons. If you're really adventurous, you can try out laughter yoga. Yes, there are trained yogis who specialize in taking you through an hour-long laughter session. At first, the laughter may be forced, but once people have committed, it turns into a bona fide case of the giggles. Practitioners of laughter yoga teach that laughter has two sources, one from our body and one from our mind. As adults, we tend to laugh from the mind, evaluating and judging what is and isn't funny. In contrast, children tend to laugh from the body. They don't judge things. They don't think about them as much. And guess what? They laugh much more than adults. They laugh when they're playing just because they love playing. They laugh when they feel happy. Laughter yoga strives to rejuvenate this childlike presence and playfulness. One of my favorite things to do with my grandkids is to just grab them and start laughing. They always join in and it inevitably turns into a very sincere, fulfilling belly laugh session. Another thing you can do if you live close to me is to come and see Take Note Troop's improv team on the spot. Look at Take Note Troop's website for show dates. That's Take Note Troop 
www.thepowerofpositivity.org. I love this review a patron left after attending one of On the Spot's improv shows. Quote, Friday evening, my wife and I found an incredible troop of talented teens assembled on stage, polished and ready to pounce with their non-stop barrage of sharp-witted, perfectly timed humor, observation, and enthusiasm. After two hours of their relentless levity, we spilled back out onto the street, bellies and faces genuinely sore from laughter and an optimistic spirit that I never would have expected. Bravo to the Take Note Troop. Unquote. That is the power of laughter. It ignites joy. It elevates our sense of well-being and increases hope. So here's our play of the week. Challenge yourself to laugh more. Laugh the next time someone tells a joke. Even if it's not 100% funny, just chortle a little and it will become funnier. Think about funny moments in your everyday routine. Do you do anything that is odd? You can laugh at it. Set a goal to watch a comedian's stand-up routine or spend time with your funny friends or family. Go to the Happiness Playbook's social media account on Instagram and watch those funny video links that we've shared. Go to the show links. We'll post them there as well. Take the time, make the time, and laugh. You won't regret it. I hope you'll continue to practice play theory in your day-to-day life. Laughter is a really great way to do just that. This week's Play of the Week is a fun one, so see what you can do. And remember, just like with our physical fitness, it's not a one and done. Even if you did push-ups last week, you're going to have to do them again and again if you want to maintain and even gain greater strength and well-being. We see results with regular practice, so keep it up. Here at the Happiness Playbook, we've got your back. Each week, we'll share ideas and practices to help you with your happiness game and keep up your practice. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing the podcast with others that you think it will benefit. That truly helps us achieve our goal. We want everyone to succeed in life, and the Play Theory game plans help people do just that. Next week, we'll have more ideas on how to improve your happiness output. Till then, remember, happiness isn't something that happens to you. It's something that you make happen. So keep practicing. You got this.